Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Bobby's Bites. Sorry, I have a little bit of allergies, but it's okay. So, this week's Parsha, we have two Parshas. Not one, but two Parshas. And it is Parshas Hukas and Parshas Balak. And so, when we have a calendar like we have today, we join these two Parshas together. In a leap year, they would be, they would be read separately, but when we have not a leap year, we read them together, and this is what this is the this is the Shabbos where we read them together. Now, in order to read them together, that means that they have some sort of thematic similarity. That there is some sort of thing that allows them to be tied together. So, additionally, we also have um, on this Shabbos a Hasidic holiday, which is Yud Beis Yud Gimel's Talmud, which is when the Friedrich Rebbe was freed, the previous Rebbe was freed from exile, was freed from the Soviet capture, which his crime was. His crime was spreading Yiddishkeit, spreading Judaism, and yes. So we know that when something fall, when when the Parsha falls out on, on a holiday, on any holiday, including a rabbinic holiday such as this, it's not just random, right? It means something. And that there's a connection with it, with the holiday and the, the Torah portion. And not only that, but here we have two Torah portions. So not only is it connected to each Torah portion individually, that it's connected to Hukas and to Parshas Balak individually, but it's connected also to the thematic, to the thematic relationship that they share as a whole, so that Hukas and Balak is connected to as, as well. So the Rebbe goes and investigates what is this um, similarity. So first, in Parshas Hukas. So what is Hukas? So Hukas. These are these are called Hukim. They're super rational commandments. They're commandments that no matter how hard you try, you cannot figure it out. You cannot figure out why God commanded this. Something like mixing wool and linen. Shotness, the prohibition of having the, the mixture of wool and linen together. You're not allowed to have it. Why? Well, because God said so. That's basically the reason. And so this is a super rational commandment. But nonetheless, even amongst super rational commandments, there's a certain level of rationale that we understand that, you know, God commanded... And there is a rationale with respect to divine understanding that we don't understand fine, but we can we can subject ourselves to a divine level of understanding. Because we can say, you know, it kind of makes sense. There's the Kabbalistically, Shatnas means this, and it, it makes sense why we shouldn't we shouldn't wear this mixture. Fine. But what about other Hukim? So so canonically Parsha's hukas was called hukas atara, meaning the yeah the the hukas of the hukas atara. But there's ones that are that which are a calculated on uh, a uh, level of super rationality, if you will. That that there's a there's a there's a there's a ration there's a rational super rational to them that you understand that it's because God commanded. Fine, but something like paraduma, right? The the the, the red heifer, which is for those who don't know that, when somebody uh, contacts a ritual impurity imparted by death, um, they must undergo a cleansing that that is through the a mixture of the of uh, 
ashes from a red heifer. A red heifer is a red cow that has never been worked, and it's, it's slaughtered and burnt, and its ashes, its mixture is, is, is put on the individual who has been, who's been ritually defiled through the contamination of, of spiritual impurity of death. However, in doing so, the person who 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 conveys the who who does this to the other person who cleanses the other person himself becomes ritually impure. So it's this paradoxical system, and it doesn't really make sense. And no matter how hard you try, it's like okay, but why? Right? And so that's a level above. Um, that's a level above hukasatara. Um, it's not calculated. It's just just super rational. It's just beyond understanding. And so the only way, really, that we can that we can understand. Not, or not we can understand, sorry That one can keep these kukim That one can keep these, these super rational commandments Is through a level of bittal Through a level of self-sacrifice Of self-nullification And this is what the Friedekarabha practiced He went beyond reason Beyond the call of duty So what does that mean? That means that, first of all He, we have, so so Hukasatara, this limited calculation, right? This is you living the Frida Karabu could just live in Russia and just care about his, himself, right? He has an obligation to care about himself, to care about his Judaism. And he doesn't have to go go out and, and make sure that other people have kosher food, that other people have have a place to learn Torah. But nonetheless, this is what he did, and that become that becomes hukas, that becomes complete bittal, complete self-sacrifice. In, 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 the, in the name of Torah, right? It's completely super rational. It's beyond reason. Because re- rationally, we can, we can justify that, okay, you can have a bris, you can keep kosher on your own, right? Why do you have to get other people involved? And also, at that time in the Soviet Union, I should mention that the, the, this all took place in the Soviet Union, where there, there, the issue was not that he was learning Torah. That was fine. You could learn Torah. But getting other people involved Right. This is where the, the issue stemmed, and not only that, but he. But after the the free the was 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 freed, he doubled down and he sent people further. He sent people shluchim to, to for to do kosher slaughter, to set up mikvahs for 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 ritual purity, for um to set up uh, educational facilities to learn to, to learn Torah for children who are not even obligated in this. Right. So this is beyond the call of duty. So the call of duty is just you know you yourself remain a Jew. But no, beyond that, beyond that, there is go out and help your fellow Jews. Help them keep their Judaism. Help them regain their Judaism, rekindle their Judaism. Fine, so that's, that's Bullock. That's the connection with this and Bullock. Sorry, connection with this and Hukas. But what about Bullock? So what we see is that Bullock is the exact opposite system. Bullock... Balak, who was the who who he, the Jews were the Jews weren't bothering him, the Jews were just sitting by. So we should mention right. So the Jews were camping next to Midian. Balak was a prince of Midian, and he decides, you know, I hate these Jews. I don't know why they're here. They're encroaching on my territory. Soon they're going to come in. They're going to attack me. They're going to steal our land. They're going to they're going to graze in our in our fields. So you know what? I, I'm just going to deal with them. So what he does is he goes. He gets a priest, Bilam. Who knows himself? He's a he's a non-Jewish he's a he's a not he's a non-Jewish prophet, and he was able to prophesy, uh, and 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 Hashem could speak through him. And he knew himself that Hashem that Hashem that he could not do otherwise other than Hashem wanted. 
And so he said, he asked Hashem, could I do this? Could I curse the Jewish people? God said, these people are blessed. You cannot. But nonetheless, he goes and he says, I'm going to do it anyways. And this is beyond, this again, is this level of super rationality, of beyond reason. But it's super rational for the other, for the other extreme. That he hated them so much. He hated the Jews so much that in spite of the fact that he knew that no matter what, he could not curse them without God's permission, he still was willing to go out of his way to go try and, and do it. And then what, what ends up happening is he, and is, he blesses, is he blesses them. He ends up blessing them. And these blessings are some of the, some of the most beautiful, best blessings that the Jews receive that we even recite and, 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 and we sing about. So it actually the opposite happens that through his attempt to try and curse through through rational through, through this irrationality this super rational thing this self nullification of going really serious effort self self sacrifice to try and curse the Jews he ends up blessing them and this is the same thing that happened to the Friedrich Rebbe that when he was when he was being when he was being arrested and being interrogated who were the people who were arresting him and interrogating Jews. That even the per- that when he was being walked to the police station, somebody, the, one of the arresting officers said, "I'm going to carry your bag." He said, "Why?" He said, "My grandfather carried your bag, and a chassid does the same job as his grandfather, so I'm going to carry your bag." And when during the during the interrogation, not he didn't call him der- der- in, in, in a demeaning way, in a derogatory way, by using the, the Friedrich Rebbe's name or, 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 or their last name or, 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 you know, calling them names. No, he, he, called, he referred to the, to the Friedrich Rebbe as Rebbe, in, indicating that he knew what was right. He knew what was good. He knew the truth. He knew the MS. But nonetheless, he was fighting against it. And then what happens? The Friedrich Rebbe is released. He's freed. And then he moves to America. And then he says, America nisht anders. America is no different. Not only that, and then we set, up, we set up a site here. And not only was Judaism, not just was Judaism not extinguished. Not just was it, just, was it neutral, neutralized. Not just was it not erased. But no, no, no. It went from strength to strength. It went above and beyond. To the extent when the Soviet Union fell, you saw springing up Chabad house after Chabad house. Jewish institution after Jewish institution. Why? Because they were already there and ready to go as soon as the Soviet Union fell. And, and in America, you could see when the Friedrich Rebbe became a start of Sunday Shluchim and then the Rebbe continued it, right? That it went from strength to strength, going further and further. So what this shows us is there's two levels of self-sacrifice. One level of self-sacrifice is you can know what's right and good, but nonetheless, you can, you, you can go on self-sacrifice for that. But what, what ultimately will happen is the truth will come out. And the truth will come out. And the, and you stick to your guns and you and you do what's right in spite of it being completely irrational, even at the time when it was dangerous. And and when you go on the serious Netflix for what's right and what's true, ultimately it will come out and you'll see what's right and what's true and it will be revealed. This is why this is the Chagagula, this is the the the, 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 the holiday of rev, of revelation that what we do, that our actions, God willing, they should be revealed physically, that we should see Mashiach now. And what this means is, is that also, that oftentimes we can limit ourselves. We can limit ourselves by saying, you know, I'm good in my space. I'm good where I am. I'm good doing the things that I'm doing. Why do I need to add more to my, to my regimen? According to everything, I'm doing the right thing. 
But we know with, uh, from an analogy from, from growing muscle. In order to grow muscle, you have to push the muscle, muscle to the extreme, to failure. Rationally, you would think, why to failure? To failure that I need to use my muscles. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt me. It's going to be pain. I can do, I, I, I'll still gain something by, by, by what's it called? By just going, uh, doing my regular workout, not pushing myself to the extent, doing, just being yaitz, just being yaitz, just being, um, f- fulfilling the, the bare minimum, right? And then you're, 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 fu- you're still fulfilling it. But no, in order to grow, in order to expand and, and, and to proliferate and to, and, and to expand outwards, you need to, you need to push yourself to failure, to irrationality, to when you, you think, this is this is it because when the when the free the and when the free the was arrested when the alt was arrested not only did they not stop right you think oh i i'm i i got i got caught i got to stop you know it's hurting i have to stop there's pain it's it's hard for me i have to stop i have to i have to go back to just do what i need do what i uh need to do just to just to get it done with and 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 to keep myself kosher to keep my space okay to keep myself jewish right i just have to do the bare minimum not the bare minimum but just do do what i have to do why do i have to go to the extreme why do i have to push myself because that's where the growth is that's where that's where what we live for what we live for is for the growth for the suffering for the for the bringing about mashiach and that's through that's that's through as we as we know in Chassidus the splintering. Right? When you splinter the wood, it brings fire. And so, l'chaim l'chaim to everyone that we should be super rational in our daily lives. That we should that we should be self nullifying in our in our daily lives. That we should that we should really really expand. That we should grow. That we shouldn't stay stagnant because in those limitations, even though you're fine in those limitations, no one's. Even though it's fine and limitations, you're doing what's necessary. You're doing what's right, but you're not growing. But you're not going hard. And 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 when and when there's that level of, when there's level of danger, when there's a level of of uh, of pain of challenge, to that, that's not when you should s- stop or or you should just stay where you are and keep the status quo. But that's when you should double down and go further. Because that's where the blessing is. That's where the bracha is. And the same way that 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 you you see that the that there are enemies that even in this in this in the same way that they can't hurt us, that they can't curse us, that what will end up happening is that they bless us. The same thing will be seen in our deeds and in, in, in our actions. That when we push ourselves, when we go above the call of duty, when we go above the call of rational thinking and live in a super rational way, that's how we bring Mashiach. That's how we be truly ourselves. And that's how we reveal godliness in this world, L'chaim.